planning to host this summer, same-day delivery is a party saver. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target, so sign up today. Take care of your guest. Target takes care of the rest. Summer hosting is so much easier when you have unlimited same-day delivery from Target. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms. Applies to orders over $35. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. With Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back. And uh, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio 111 Productions. We are joined by Riley Pelusis, uh, Danielle Romo, and we have a bathing a person who's uh, sunning <laughs> right now. Do I sound normal? You sound like you're far away. Yeah, you sound like you're in oh, another no. country. It's okay. Oh, no. It's okay. But I love this episode. Did you love it? Did you love it? I um I I did. I did. It made me uncomfortable in many places, but you know, here again, oh. I'm I'm being reformed by the the witchcraft and the artistry of the creators here because I'm I'm coming around to Paris. I'm really sympathizing with her. Oh. And uh, yes, this is Paris' shining moment. Yes, and I thought she had a, oh. a wonderful, Liza had a wonderful performance in this, and she had some very funny and, dear, and endearing moments. Um, yeah. And the kids' stuff, I thought, took over the show, and uh, and I liked the kids' stuff. As much as I didn't like it before, yes. and I thought it was just too kid-heavy, I liked this episode. That, I, it feels, that just felt like a 
a 50-50 to me. Not like a 50-50. 50-50 kid stuff, Lorelai and Emily. And I think, you know, we get, you know, it was a full circle thing, but it's like, could you just, you know, be a little nicer to your mom? (laughs) She's just, you know, she's getting older now and she's trying, at least she's trying. Let's start with, okay, all the spa stuff, because Mm -hmm. we'll do the kid stuff later, because I think that was, for me, so major, the things Mm -hmm. that happened. Mm -hmm. So let's let's go with the spa. What do you think about Emily buying it at the auction, inviting Lorelai? Lorelai thinks it's just for her. What did did you think of the whole whole setup and premise of that? I, I think, I think Emily is looking for an excuse to get out of the house to get away from Richard, A. I think she wants to have Obviously, she was thinking about and been ruminating about having a real relationship and being jealous of Lorelai's relationship with Rory, as it turns mm-hmm. out. And she wanted to have a closer relationship with her daughter and probably had all of the same uh, 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 recurring thoughts uh, that anybody in that situation would have is it's too late to have a relationship with somebody after so many years. And we didn't establish this thing young. And how did Lorelai do it with Rory? And oh, I know how she did it. And it's my fault. And I pushed her out. So I've got to try extra hard to get close to my own daughter. And it's just, they're so alienated from one another. And they're just, look, it's just old school versus new school. It's, you know, it's my, my daughter's my best friend versus I'm a role model for my daughter. You know, it's, it's, it's important how we behave in front of our children because they look up to us. So, you know, it's, it's half, half a dozen, six of another, right? So So what was, yeah, what was telling for me was I agree with you. And it, for the first, you know, 90% of the episode, I really was like, Lorelai is being just not sweet, like not no, appreciative, just, just not polite even. But I was Team Emily the whole time mm-hmm. until the end when I felt like, and I'm no armchair therapist, her narcissism really came out because. Lorelai did nothing wrong and Emily turned it and blamed that whole dance her Emily getting all stressed out about that on Lorelai. And I thought, wow, that was gnarly. And that's why Lorelai has so many issues with Emily. Uh, boy. Wow. Um, that was gnarly. I just thought, whoa. Yeah. Go ahead, Whoa. Danielle. Danielle. To add on to Amy's point, mm-hmm. also she was kind of tricked into this weekend getaway. It was very much pres- positioned as a massage, you know, like Lorelai, do you want to do you want to take it? And she was like, yeah, of course. Well, the gift certificates for two, you know, and then <laughs> she like was like, so I'm coming. And so you know, I it's not what Lorelai signed up for. She kind of got tricked into it a little bit. Uh-huh. What do you think? That didn't bother me as much as the end. Scott, what do you think? It bothered me everything about how Lorelai was reacting before they got to the spa. And even when they got to the spa was really bugging me. You know, it certainly hit its stride when they look, it's always better to watch two people coming together than it is Mm -hmm. for people to Mm -hmm. be in conflict. Unless it's, you know, it's just, you know, for me, conflict in film and television, there's a place for real conflict. And that is, mm-hmm. you know, deep into the second act if it's in film. Uh, and that's where the real conflict is. It was an interesting tra- trajectory because mm. first, I completely agree with you 100% that Lorelai was taking it too far. Like, 
just stop being so bratty and enjoy this. Even if your mom is talking your ear off. Right. Then I thought, okay, phase two was, wow, they were jamming. You know what I mean? They, they, they decided to get out of there and go to the steak dinner and they're getting along and you know, the, the, the vicious trollop lipstick, the whole thing. These two are now, these two are really getting along. And I loved the sitting at the bar and they're enjoying their meal and they were just besties. It was, it was a great camaraderie they had. And then I thought, oh, wow, that took a very strange turn that Emily blamed Lorelai for something that Lorelai had nothing to do with, which just reeks of narcissism to me. Like I was like, whoa, which brought me full circle of why Lorelai is so mm, well, angsty towards it, Emily. That was but, but crazy the, these two, at the end. I don't know that Emily is holding out hope that that Lorelai turns more into a person that she can relate to, like somebody that's like her, right? And I think she holds this hope out because this is my daughter. She had the country club life until she was 16 and made the quote unquote mistake and the decision of her life that altered her whole life. But she's still very lovable mm-hmm. and still a great character, the whole thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have on the other, the other side of the coin is you've got Lorelai trying to pull the steel rod out of Emily's butt. And that's really what that episode was about. It's like, I'm going to reverse the psychology here. I'm not, I, I, my mom, my mom manipulated me into this. And now I'm going to, now I'm going to, you know, D steel rod my mom here. And right. she, it, everything just got taken too far. I was very uncomfortable. I loved, I loved all the bonding. I love that they were getting together. I love that they were enjoying each other's company. I love that they were. You know, you saw that they really were mother-daughter in those moments. They don't seem like mother right. and daughter. They te- seem like complete strangers when they are in conflict. So what, I really want to hear what your opinion was of the final moment, you know, really where after she dances with the amazing right. Hal Linden, right. by the way. That Wasn't was- he great? Wasn't he just smooth and cool and great? Yeah, man. Our friend, that was our friend Barney Miller just crushing <laughs> it there. Abs- yes, he was He was perfect. so cool. He was perfect. He was so great. And I, I believe, I don't want to misspeak, but it might have been an uncredited appearance. I'm not sure he was in the credits at the beginning, so we need to fact check right. that. Maybe Riley can I'm look sure, at I'm that. Sure, I'm sure he got But it. I'd love to hear what, I think he might have just, I don't know. Let's fact right. check that because I tried to figure it out. So, but I really want to hear from the three of you what you thought of the end when Emily freaked out. Obviously, she suddenly felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. because he was sort of charming her. And then there was the sort of more slow dance romantic and she freaked. And I just thought it was so fascinating that she blamed Lorelai. And I just want to hear what you guys say, because for me, that was just so jarring mm-hmm. and just reeked, reeked of narcissism. I was like, what is happening? Danielle, you have some. Yeah, um, I would say I definitely it was definitely jarring when she blamed Lorelai. But I do think there was something behind it. Here she is like, you know, dancing. This guy has her cheek, his cheek right up next mm-hmm. to hers. She felt a sense of, of love, not love. That's but like yearning for that. Like I, like when I was watching right. that, I was like, Emily wants that so bad. He, he, Why made, it, he made her feel young. Yeah. He made her feel young and, and special, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I think Emily was craving that. So in that, in that specific scene, I felt kind of bad 
I was just kind of like, she wants this so bad. Mm -hmm. She wants to feel this way and she's not. And here she is as rando is making her feel this way. (laughs) And she, she, you know, is uncomfortable because of it. Cause it's some, somebody she's not close to. Um, well, and of her era, it's her era. Totally. It's just not, it's not done. Very taboo. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, That's she cheating was like, for I her. practically yeah. cheated on him. She did. Right. And, yeah. And for the world she comes from, that is verboten. Definitely. Absolutely Correct. verboten. Perfect yeah. word for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas our, our era is like, well, that's all right. good. Yeah. Right. It was just a little polarizing of a scene for me because I hated the reaction afterwards, but prior to her yelling at Lorelai, I was kind of like, oh, Emily. But I, th- I, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, I think a lot of that reaction at the end with her blaming Lorelai and getting angry at Lorelai was less narcissism and more PTSD from the entire, the, oh, the, the, the entire relationship. Because you could in some fashion say, and I'm not trying to be Dr. Kim here, um, that that relationship from Emily's perspective is abusive. She's she's See, absorbing and felt, abuse and she just takes and I it. Felt, just, I, I totally you know. see that. But I felt Emily was abusive to Lorelai at the end. I was like, I literally don't know why I'm so bothered by it. how much can it. she take? How much can she take? But I thought what in a, um, I, I don't mean to interrupt. And I know this upsets fans and, and you're, and you're no, making please, a very valid please point. Do, please do. But it, it, please do, it, it's, go. it's just that, you know, how much abuse can Emily take from her daughter who she's trying to give a wonderful weekend to, and then realizing that I, Emily am overbearing, overbearing. Right. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai's making me feel like I'm overbearing. It's like, she, Throws her out of the room, pushes her out of the room, smacks on the door and says, silent room or quiet room. And it's just, so, it's so rude. And I, I think totally she, see what you're saying. she popped at the end because of all the accumulated snippy comments and condescending quips and, and the lack of appreciation coming from her own daughter. And not that I expect Lorelai to be in lockstep with Emily's world and uh, be comfortable with it, uh, but just show a little respect for God's sake, <laughs> she's taking you out on a weekend. I think you're right. I don't know. But I still have the butt. I still have the butt because for me, it was like, okay, you're completely right mm-hmm. how Lorelai was acting at the spa. But I felt like they resolved it in the the bedroom of the, mm-hmm. you know, inn or spa, whatever it is, where they're, you know, putting on the lipsticks and all that. And now, so wait, I, forgive me. Was the stealing of the robes the end after yes. the meltdown? Yes. Okay, yes. so she melts down, and they decide to leave early, and they kind of has have a resolution again mm-hmm. by stealing yes. the robes. So they, you know, I, I guess my thing is they had so many ups and downs, just like their relationship. It's like first you're right, Lorelai was inappropriate. Then they resolve it. Vicious trollop. Let's go get the steak. We're gonna eat the nuts. She's eating the peanuts by the way sidebar did anybody other than me think about the fact that you're never supposed to eat the peanuts at a bar no i did because the bowl along came polly yeah. did you think about it used okay. to be one of my favorite pastimes and no how long like, <laughs> well yeah in this day and age you don't want to go anywhere <laughs> yeah. or do anything right but this <laughs> got a hermetically sealed suit on supposedly the peanuts in a bar 
are like the germiest, dirtiest thing. And I don't, can I, can I have permission to be like totally gross? Of course. Of course. Because people, yes, Danielle, you, where did we see this? Because people go to the bathroom. We're getting a lot of emails now saying, could you people be more vile and gross, please? Thank you. (laughs) Here's the I opportunity. feel somewhat okay with the peanuts because you crack and eat the inside. No, but not <laughs> so that's not touched by those anybody. Those peanuts were shelled. Those were already shelled, and she was just reaching her hand yeah. in and eating them. Yeah. And so yeah. they say that what happens is it's a shared bowl, and people go to the bathroom and come back and stick their hand in the peanuts, that's, and you get yeah. and it's and it's poopy peanuts. That's what this podcast was missing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag poopy penis. See, see, I, I, yeah, there you go. This is exactly, this is, you've just hit a home run. This is, let's do a whole (laughs) section on this. Let's do a new segment. We'll do filthy public places. Why don't we do that? The whole time she was eating the peanuts, I wanted to be like, Emily, (laughs) I don't think you should be eating those peanuts. There's poopy peanuts in there. Don't do it. Every time I go on vacation, I find myself packing an extra bag with essentials, supplies, and food. But that's all in the past because people can sign up for Target Circle 360, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target. So sign up for Target Circle 360 today. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. Shout out to AstroPro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a thought that just popped into my little head. Uh, I don't think Emily was yelling at Lorelai. I think she was yelling at a younger version of herself. I think she was, I think Lorelai held a mirror up to her own mother and yeah. Emily wow. didn't like it. And she, yeah, that was, you're right. I think that totally to right. me, that was like of the years lost with my daughter of the way that I am. I think she regretted every single part of how she was raised. Her, her marriage with, with how her marriage has, probably deteriorated with Richard because they don't really, they used to, they used to go skinny dipping in Thailand after eating spicy food and getting drunk when they were young and having great sex and all that's, that's not her life anymore. Now she had a little reminder of that through the very uh, charismatic and smooth Hal Linden and who could yeah. resist, right? What a, what a, what a smooth character. Um, Charmer. And I think she was more upset with how her life has become and was taking it out on Lorelai, but Lorelai kind of deserved it after yeah, after absorbing so, so many blows from Lorelai in the beginning of that whole episode. Um, I like what you're you know. saying because I think this there's that right. was lost. That was a, that it. her anger toward Lorelai. What it was just it, her, the loss of her life. It's just a person getting older and missing how she used to be. There was definitely more to it. Yeah. The meltdown was way too extreme mm -hmm. for it to just be right. her. It was too extreme for it to just be like how Lyndon freaked me out mm -hmm. or I'm, I'm like residually mad at Lorelai. Wait, now I have one more how Lyndon. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Just bef before you do that, it's like maybe the situation and it upset her so much. Probably has something to, to do with it. Factor in this uh, made her realize that she didn't love Richard as much anymore because if she did mm. that dance would never would have happened. She would not have been in that situation. So that's an interesting question. Like Danielle, you're married. 
so if a man came up to you like that, like you, you, Riley and me are out and a man, a debonair man comes up and asks you to dance, would you do it? Look, I think everyone has a different marriage, right? But like, if you're asking me what I would do, I'm, I'm cool to do a little dance, you know, a little twirl. Sure. Why not? But I do think it depends on who you are and Emily Gilmore that does not fly. Yeah. So I think it just, you know, kind of depends. That was a big. Yeah, Scott, what, what, is, what is your take on that? Accepted the dance? No. Mm-mm. That's not her. That's not her character. That's, that's Lorelai's evil influence. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like Lorelai manipulating wow. her into a bar, eating peanuts, <laughs> having a martini, eating steak at the bar, and then a smooth guy comes. And he was sitting with another woman while he was scoping out Emily. Okay, thank you, Scott. Yes. Scott. Yes. Thank you you for mentioning that. That was what I wanted to ask you guys. Did I was like, did he ditch that other girl for Emily? And I thought they almost were holding hands in the background because I kept my eye on that, Hallandon, and was like, what is happening? And then I thought maybe he was going to say like, oh, that's my daughter. Like he didn't even acknowledge Mm -hmm. that woman. And he... That blew yes. my mind. That totally blew my he's mind. A, he's either a bar fly, right? Because he said he's that's you know his name is on that bar stool, or he owns the place. I <laughs> thought the next thing out of his mouth was gonna, I'm the owner oh. of the bar. Oh, oh, great theory. Great I thought theory. he was. I thought he was going to be the owner of the bar. Maybe he's the owner of the bar. That's why he's there so much. Quick tidbit: yeah. it was an uncredited. Oh, How oh. Linden did that? Uncredited. Which is, can you explain that quickly before we take a break? Will you explain like? what that means uncredited like is that sometimes a big name does it because they're friends with somebody like what would what would uncredited mean just just he didn't want to be appear in the credits he didn't he just wanted to do it just to do it and have fun i i don't know different actors you know are different they and do you get paid if you're uncredited of course of course okay so you'd still get paid you just are like hey i'm gonna be like it's almost like being anonymous because because credits you know that's a whole separate negotiation in the in the in the back and forth it's and money it's and then credit like, and how your name's going to appear and how linden or what number uh in the order right, of right. names as they appear how large the name is going to be in relation to the series regulars well, and i, and I, I guess you kind of like it because if you do watch credits which i'm a person that does mm-hmm. you would have seen like special guest how linden and then mm-hmm. you would have been sort of waiting for him where it was such a nice surprise mm-hmm. where you're like oh my mm-hmm. god that's Barney Miller. I'm getting that right, right? How Lyndon's Barney Miller. Oh, Am I yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I think he was Bar- okay. Barney Miller. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so I I wasn't so... I was really taken with... I mean, Emily really sucked me in with the great acting while she was dancing with him and then especially slow dancing. But when he grabbed her hand and pulled her, she went to him. It wasn't just yeah. him pulling her. She but did she go to him. She was a little And she put her arm when she was a little drunk, right? Right, let's just say she had a couple drinks. She was having a good time. She was feeling good. She was vibing with her daughter for the first time in mm-hmm. a long time. And it's like mm-hmm. totally unexpected, right? And here she yeah. is with this 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 attractive, smooth gentleman. Um and and you know, dancing a nice twirly dance, you know, and you know, he did this he did the thing to her that uh, you know, those those barflies do. They they pick on a Somebody who's had a couple of drinks and then they get him in a fast dance and twirl him around, get him all dizzy and then do a slow dance and move in for the kill. <laughs> right. So 
unfortunately, she, I didn't know that was a move. Oh, it's 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 a move. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a chess game out there in the bars. It's a chess game. I wouldn't know that. I didn't frequent them um, <laughs> after the age of twenty five. But uh, I mean, uh, I love that that Lorelai gave the bar a name I'd never heard before because I've heard Cougar Bar <laughs> and obviously like Singles Bar, but that it was a sixty forty. Sixty forty. L A. is more like an eighty twenty. All right, let's 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 be real. <laughs> 60 40 my butt it's an 80 20 in la you know um i mean what an episode i know we have to take a break but it's like i could talk about this half of the episode do you know how many do you, do you know how many bar managers and, and restaurant managers there are in la that instruct their staff not to say your granddaughter is lovely because they say listen that's their girlfriend don't say it <laughs> That's their wife. Your tips, oh God, will, your, I won't, your tips will go oh down. Oh my God, Danielle. <laughs> okay, you guys, I got to tell you guys one story. I won't name the celebrity, mm-hmm. but we were at a concert with a bunch of celebrities and a very famous celebrity was with his girlfriend, now wife at the time. Mm-hmm. And another celebrity, we saw it happen, literally went up to him and was like, oh, is this your daughter? And he's like, no, that's my girlfriend. Danielle, do you remember it? I'm I'm jogging my memory. It was at festival in Vegas. And I love, I mean, this was a famous right. actor. Right. Yeah. yeah, you got to be careful with that. You got to be Can careful you, with that. I will, mouth it, mouth it. At the break, I'll tell yeah, you guys yeah, who yeah. it was. Okay, People okay. will, there are lip readers that, that, that. They'll they'll pick up on it, and then we'll be in trouble. It was so amazingly uncomfortable, yeah. but yet amazing. Yeah. And then somebody else was like, "Oh my god, did you hear that? Did you hear what just happened?" And I just was like, "Oh, yeah. you know the emoji where the guy's hand is over the yeah, face." Exactly. But listen, <laughs> you know, it's she was uh, completely. Um, it, she wouldn't have done it unless she was open to it. Unless she had some deep feelings about her own marriage and her own life, she would yeah. not have done that. You know, but she was happy. She was vulnerable. She was ex- she was happy and had a couple drinks in her. And she's with her daughter, and it's the first time they're, you know, they're in a long time. They're really enjoying each other's company. Genuinely yeah, enjoying they, each they, other's company. They, you're right. They really were. They were. And then it just took a weird. Yeah. Boy, they just toyed yeah. with us on that one, right? That whole thing was so complicated. They and just I'm, toyed I'm with so us. So interested. I'm so interested to, you know, I love hearing your perspective because I was so like, wow, what mm-hmm. this is this. We just went on a roller coaster ride with these two. Yeah. And then the ultimate end, which I do think, you know, at least we had some peace at the end with the robes feeling and Lorelai agrees to leave because obviously Emily was just feeling so guilty, I think too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But look, now we, now we have somewhere to go in the next episode, right? That's what they want to, they don't want to tie it up. They want to keep it loose, man. Um, so that that was very, very compelling. I, I was uncomfortable yeah. with a lot of that. Um, but maybe you were supposed to be. Maybe that was the intention. Yeah, I don't like being uncomfortable watching that show. <laughs> I do. I love it. Wait, so Scott, should we come back? And then we have the entire other half to break down, which I freaking can't wait to hear what you think. We have the kitty show, right? We got the kids. Oh, the kids. I, oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back and we will uh, 
We no these two names over here. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right. No, wait a minute. The Where second one is probably right. Right? right. Oh my god, that's hysterical. We just we just pop. We have a screen on the right here, and Danielle says to everyone, "There's one question mark. There's one famous person, and then she says, OMG, and the name's a person, and it's like it's just yes, okay." And that's that was, that's really funny. That was definitely that's really, really was. funny. Danielle got it. That's really Danielle. anyway. We'll be back after these words. Every time I go on vacation, I find myself packing an extra bag with essentials, supplies, and food. But that's all in the past because people can sign up for Target Circle 360, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target. So sign up for Target Circle 360 today. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food, supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we're back. We're going to discuss uh, the Kitty Show, which was epic, epic, epic. Uh, it was, it was epic. quite, um, it was quite intertwining, wasn't it? It was quite complex. Yes. It, it, oh, yes. I mean, they, a- they had Paris. They had. It was five. It was five people. Or no, I'm sorry. Is it five or four? No, it's four people. It was. It was uh, four. Yeah. Two girls, two guys. It was Dean, Jess, uh, Liza. Or, or Paris and Roy. I mean, break it down, break it down. What did you think? And what's your takeaway from it all? <sighs> I felt really bad for Dean. I mean, he's just getting, he's just getting smacked around, man. That poor guy, <laughs> he's walking into some bad scenes. Um, listen, I, I think that, I think that uh, Rory is in a really tough spot. I mean, she's got a couple of, pretty special guys that are nuts about her. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's got Dean. Who's a special guy. He's yep. for, for who he is. He's a pretty spectacular boyfriend and he's a spectacular guy. Um, and I think he's, he's a conundrum. Yeah. He's just, I think he's getting to the end of it, man. I think he's just like, wow. It's yes. Because she's slipping away and I'm just tired of this. It, and he's tired of getting and mad. I, it's just so uncomfortable. So, so let's set it up. She lied. She did. She lied. She did lie. She did lie. And I get why, but to yeah. protect his feelings. But now he's feeling like she's treating me like she's hiding something from me. A and B. She doesn't respect me. You know, because that's why she's lying to me. Okay. So, can I ask you questions and then you tell yes. me your thoughts? Because first, I want to know what did you think when. First of all, what did you think of the fact that she didn't want to hang with Dean? That she would rather do I think that's perfectly and normal. I think that's perfectly that's normal. Fine. And I think, you know, it's that's just not a girl thing. Guys do that too. They don't want to hang with their girlfriends sometimes. So why is it a big deal when a guy, you know, when a girl just wants to I just need the house. It's I don't get the house to myself. I got a bunch of laundry I gotta do. And she was even open with him in detail about how she likes to fold the laundry you know, exposing herself to, so, I mean, that's intimacy. She was being intimate with him. She wasn't BSing him. Fair. So yes, Fair. take your. All right. So we're going to not, so we're not going to worry no, about that. So we no. don't see any bad signs. No, now, I don't. What did you think when knock, 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 Jess shows up at the door with all the food from Lou <sighs> in quote. I don't know. It just, I hate to say this. It felt a little contrived to me, but you, I, cause I saw it coming. You knew it was coming. And I think, yes, I, yes, but, yes, but I that's think, right. you did, I think you, in a story like this, when you've got the kitties there and you've got the opportunity, you've got to take the opportunity because what yep. it, what is yep, going yep, yep. to be, you know, what is going to be the most, uh, how do we complicate this situation again? And here we go. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're doing it. So I, I, I really wasn't, I was okay with it. 
And I liked it. Yeah. And I was glad Thanks. he was there because I thought, oh, now it's going to start getting interesting. And, but we know what's going to happen. It's going to be Dean's going to get really pissed off. <laughs> so I think what they're right. doing is they're just drawing these two together, this Dean and Jess thing. They're just drawing them. They're, they're creating more and more pressure, more and more conflict for probably an inevitable, uh, inevitable blow up. Um, yeah. And then a decision, decisions are going to have to be made. And I love the fact that, that Paris forced everybody's forcing their way into, to Rory's life. I mean, it's like all three of them. It's like Paris shows up. I, sorry, I didn't call, but I'm, I, you know, I'm my dad and he's back and he, and I thought it was very funny yeah. the way she detailed how they went through uh, the actuarial accounting totally. about the cost of divorce, about the cost of staying. <laughs> it was one of the funnier moments. I thought that was, so, I agree. I totally agree. <laughs> I said, damn it. All I had to do was move a decimal point. I went up to go through this crap. Uh, um, very funny stuff, but you know, everybody is just, just knocking Nori, Rory's door down. I mean, it's yeah. like the, the, all three of them. It's like, no, yeah. it's like I was the next thing I was expecting Lane to come in through the chimney. Like I couldn't take it oh anymore. And I was like, I missed you so much. And I thought I had a CD in here and I was just getting it and I fell and I've got soot all over me, but how you doing Rory? Let's hang yeah. out. You know, it's like, this is the most, uh, uh, charismatic magnetic human being on the well, at least in Stars Hollow, right? I mean, uh, there's not much going on there, so everybody's like gravitating toward Rory. So um, yeah, Danielle's chomping at the bit. Danielle, you say what you want to say uh, before I before I pelt Scott with ten more questions. Um, okay, <laughs> I just had like one revelation this episode that really kind of made me sad, but it was the first episode where I just really did not like Dean. I was just like. I don't really? like you at all. And really? I want you to go away. Do not <laughs> yell at Rory that way. Like I was so bothered by him this episode and I was number one Dean supporter since episode, the first episode he jumped on. And now That's I'm literally like, uh, bye-bye. You gotta go. But why? So, but, okay. Explain that to me too, a little bit more because Dean was right. Ultimately, he was right to be mad because he calls. She doesn't say Jess is here. Then he bumps into Jess and it, it, it what? But then that was effed up. Oh, 100% totally effed up. But then he came up to the door and was a bully to, you know, like sized up Jess, which I would have done too if I was Dean. So I'm not mad about that part. But mm -hmm. like, then he just freaking rips Rory a new one. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. No, I so, know. But what but... about the fact that he called and she said Paris is here right. and doesn't say that Jess just brought food over. So then Dean walks in and the meal's eaten. Mm -hmm. And obviously Jess had been there for an hour. Right. Yeah. I just want Dean so badly just to be like, you know what? We're done. We're, yeah, we're done. Agree. We got to go. Like, you know, this isn't working. Your heart's somewhere else. And, and that's that. But instead he starts yelling and he gets angry and he like, but that's what a, that's what didn't... a mature person does. He's yeah. seventeen. You are very correct there. I He's just seventeen. Still didn't like it. His <laughs> hormones are raging. All he does is just suck on her face, right? I mean, she made a joke about it. Like, oh uh, my god, that's my favorite line. Save coming it. up for air, <laughs> right? All right, right. Riley, am I alone on this one, or are you with me? No, I'm with you on that. But like. That was, I, I have to like remember, like Scott said, that they're 17 and they're young because right. I'm with you of like, I'm just done. Like, I'm not even going to, I'm just done. But also Rory, like we saw the last time Dean reacted when she had lunch the last time with Jess. 
Like, why well, would she? Just, because you guys, he's 17 years old and he doesn't want this to be happening. He likes her. This is his girlfriend. This is who he loves. He doesn't want this to be happening. So he's just trying so hard to make it not be an actuality. And I think that's why that scene at the end is just so poignant. He, he doesn't like, know oh, what to do. Or, He's 17 with raging hormones. He's really yeah. attracted to her. He really loves her. And they're together. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's slipping away. She's slipping. Yeah. She's he slipping does not away know what to do. A 17 year old with raging hormones right. cannot handle that situation. And especially, and especially Wait, with somebody who's happening. like a Jess. Like, that's a real rival. He's a real threat. I mean, look at him. Yeah, because. Jess knows her so well. Yeah. Even like when she's like, oh, you got to go. And he's like, Dean's coming over. You didn't tell him I'm here. Like Jess has her number. You know what I mean? Like, and then at the end, when the two of them are just completely bonding at Luke's counter, mm-hmm. you know, at the register and Lorelai and Dean are looking in from the window, both, both denying the truth, mm-hmm. saying Rory wouldn't lie. Rory loves you when both, Deep down, no. Look, this is—we're both—we're both both screwed because Lorelai doesn't want it, and Dean doesn't want it, and it's happening. What you're watching is the gradual destruction of a character and a relationship, and this is intentional. Wow, yeah. Because how many times now have we seen Dean come apart at the seams? Too many times now. He's the guy that can't lose his, can't keep his act together. He's not God. as cool as he started out to be. Have we seen Jess lose his marbles in this situation? No. God. Jess is the cool one. Jess is quippy. Jess yes. is, and he's, and that's how you win. Scott, you just gave me the most, like my head is exploding because you just made me realize we have to not like we, Dean. We are being forced not to like him. Not 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 yes. like him, but no, it, it, this guy can't hold his water, man. And he's he's yes. constantly, I hate to say it, but he's pissing all over himself all the time with jealousy. And he's got to stop doing it, but he's not going to stop doing it because they don't want him to stop doing it because they want that character to go down a notch every time, every episode. And he's well, going working. down yeah, it's, it's every single time <laughs> and it's working. Yeah. Wow. You know what? You do that over time. Not until you said this, did I really realize it? Like it was happening. Yeah. I was experiencing oh, yeah. it, but you're right. It's strategic yep. because now we want her to be yes, with Jeff. Do. I want her to be. We with are Jeff. being manipulated by the I... witchcraftiness of the creators. That's right. Yeah. And I'm it's here their craft, for their art. I'm here yes. for it. It's very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, and, and you feel bad uh, for Dean. You don't hate him. You just nah. sort of like, it's time to go. Have some pride. Get out. Yeah, I think that that, and, that and, final scene uh, really illustrates that uh, he's beginning, it's beginning to dawn on him that he's fighting a force that he can't fend off. Mm-hmm. No matter what he yeah. does, his height is not going to help him on this one. His 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 baby blue eyes and his his perfectly sculpted face is not going to help him out on this one. And it's, it's tallness. And it, right, I said his height. That's the first thing I said. Um, I know. I'm just I'm just repeating it because oh, his I tallness, love that right, scene. right, right. Yeah, uh, tallness. His, because his, when <laughs> that scene with Jess and Dean on the steps to me mm-hmm. is just 
perfection. I, I just love every minute of it, even though it's so awkward. Because like, oh, it, it's like, you know, I think in the real world, and that's back then, that's what, 2001, 2002. I think in the real world, um, you know, maybe that town's a little different, but a guy from Chicago is not going to take that from a guy who's, you know, six inches shorter. He's going to get knocked out. Okay. He's just going to, he's, you know, somebody's going to take a swing there. There's, they're I mean, raging hormones on both of them. These are two, these are two kids, you know, who, who are crazy in love with this girl. And that's, yeah. that's the point where I don't know. I mean, that, so are you team, are you team Jess now, Scott? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, am. I like too. how he, you know, he, how he deals with these situations. He's yeah, kind of, He's he's gradually becoming more aggressive and showing up. Yeah. Yet he's still wow. remaining cool. He's not overreacting totally when he's asked to leave. Like, can you get out of here? Because that's insulting. That doesn't feel good. Dean's coming over. You have to get out of here. And he's like, Really? Uh well, you don't want me to get you know, and then he toys with her a little well, bit. Well, and and how about when he says, uh, did we need a chaperone? It's right. like he knows, like, if it if Paris wasn't here, uh, that's why you invited her to stay for dinner, because something was going to happen. And right. he's just so, he's so deadly. He's so cool. Well, that could, that could be interpreted in, in, in many different ways. Well, what did you think of the fact that he said Luke wanted to send over food, and we find out at the end that Luke Because sure he didn't, didn't want to expose his feelings. He wanted to be the cool yeah, guy. He, but it was yeah. amazing. If he came over and said, listen, I, you know, if he can't, because that's what Dean would do. Right, 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 De right. Dean, Dean would, I, right, right. It's so different. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, so he's blaming it on Luke, blaming being the right, wrong word, but right. you get my drift. And then we get the reveal right, right. at the end. And Rory is happy to find out mm -hmm. that you didn't send the yes, food. Yes, she is. He so, wasn't. He wasn't bummed about that at all. So, so Dean represents, I think he rep, you know, he's a big city kid coming into stars hollow, but he's completely transformed into stars hollow. He doesn't represent anything mysterious anymore or anything that Rory, you know, has her, her sights set on because she's, yeah, she, she, but, and, but Jess does, he's interesting. He's mysterious. Yeah. He's well-read all of these well, things. He's clever. He's cool under pressure. That's her ticket. Mm -hmm. that Jess can keep up with Paris. Right. I that mean, was, a, was, that was, was huge. Yes. That was, yes. Bad. That I was thought that was so defending the, the beat writer, the beatnik writers. Yes. The three of them at the dinner table are mm -hmm. just having mm -hmm. the, 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 the dream conversation for the three of them. And do you know you what? Know? And, and, and Paris was, uh, you know, that wasn't just some kind of favor she was doing, Rory. She was confessing her love for Jess. Oh, so I don't agree. I, I do. Because she, in those moments, she goes, oh, my God. I mean, how could you not, you know, first of I all, think, think he's incredibly he, attractive. Second of all, he's, he's well-read for a kid that age. Of course, right? Of and they're but having I this debate. And she wasn't being terribly hostile about it, right? I think she really, really stepped up and was going to help out her friend and saw, saw Dean yelling and being so upset. And she was just did the right thing. But the reason you know. that she pulled it off is because she was telling the truth, partly telling the truth yeah, because I, I she does right. have I, I, feelings yes. now for Jess. Yes. I think 
I, 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 I won't go as far to agree with that she has feelings, but I think you're right. I don't think it was hard for her to act like mm-hmm. that and take it, take that one, take one for the team, you know, protect her friend because it, it's logical. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a crush on him and I thought he was cute when I came into town and blah, blah, right. blah. But I don't think she has feelings for him. I think she did it. No, she has feelings. She has, she has feelings. Really. He's the, he's the, he's an, he's the unattainable think, for her, but she, she, she has I feelings for him. She, trust me. I think she finally is showing I'm a good person and I'm loyal to my friend. I thought it was a Paris shining moment. I thought for me, this is the transition for why I have always mm-hmm. liked Paris because I knew these moments are coming and it's like, no, Paris is a cool chick who totally took one for the team here and was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just say, I'm, I'm glad that I, we got some, uh, we got some exposition from her and some background about her family and the situation. It really frames it up for me now. And I do like mm-hmm. her a lot more and I really feel for her. And I glad that they have this friendship now or this sort of, sort of mock friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, because yeah, she really a needs a friend. She's very vulnerable like and she gets very soft in those moments. And like somebody would like me. And I really felt bad for her because you know what? You know, parents at and war, they, they right. screw up their kids. They do. They make them anxious and they make them, yeah. you know, live in like, like, like Kim God, said, like it, Dr. Kim said, they live in the absolutes and it's all or nothing, all or nothing. You, so, you make another great point there in that even though it's mm-hmm. very subtle and such a small, small storyline, it does peel back the curtain as to why Paris. Is well, they finally is. gave us some, and, some, some, some exposition here on what her life is really like. I mean, they, they mm-hmm, gave us a really mm-hmm. clear picture. That was a really clear picture. That's a lot of information to spit out in a couple paragraphs. Dad mm-hmm. came back because yeah, it was yeah. going to cost him. You know, what does this say about this man? He's he's more interested in his money and his travels, and they they know they're never home, right? So she's going off. The mother's going off with her right. boyfriend somewhere, and he's going off with his girlfriend somewhere. All they care about was uh, is money. They don't give a damn about her. They don't pay attention to Paris. So she turns all that angst and anger and hurt and pain into studying, and studying in Harvard will be her new parents. And it's, right, and right, it's sad. Right. right. I mean, I thought for sure she got a D on that yeah. chemistry test, and then we find out it was an A minus. <laughs> Uh, I just thought there was olive branches being handed mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. you know, that like she really threw Rory the olive branch by taking, taking the pressure off mm-hmm. with Dean. And then Rory does it in return by saying, Hey, you want to spend the night? Like that's what friends mm-hmm. do. Oh yeah. She did her a and solid. Like she thought, said she did her a solid and Hey, that's what a friend would do. Yeah. And why would, like she said, I mean, why would you ever want to help me out? I mean, that's out of character for Paris. If anything, Paris would mm-hmm. help Dean drive the knife in deeper and twist it a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it is within the realm of possibility that Paris, I mean, that's her behavior. Those are her patterns. Yeah. So do you think that she did this because she's changing or that she, is like this is my friend. Everybody, now. this this show should have been called Everybody Wants Rory. You know, I mean, the series mm. should have been Everybody Wants Rory, <laughs> or Everybody Loves Rory. Like everybody loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like she's the most love. She's an incredibly lovable character, 
and now it's beginning mm-hmm. it, for me it's it's becoming clear that this is this is her show when it's her show it's yeah. her show this is really a show it's not so much Lorelai's show it's her show it's it's and maybe and it jumps back and forth doesn't it it focuses on adult yes. world yes. in some episodes in yes. other episodes the focus becomes the kid world so it's it's going back and forth when there was a time when it was really Lorelai's mm-hmm. show yes you know like all through the the Mac stuff right. and you know by the way is he, is he still at, really... at, at Chilton Max is he still teaching there did he leave such a great question. I don't know because he's, nothing of him. He, I, he didn't go. Did he? Did he go somewhere? Or can we? Can we find? Not that, I don't think that we know of. And then I thought, oh, where's? This is, is he just? Is, is, is he just he like you know the uncle you don't talk about? I mean, it's like all of a sudden he's like he doesn't I exist. Think, yeah, I think he's he's the uncle you don't talk about because we did we've seen him post breakup, and you know in brief moments. I'm just assuming they just there was nowhere else to go with him. I mean, was he? Was he? assassinated what happened <laughs> where's max he's never mentioned anymore he's like he's not even part of the show and he was so such I've a big part beef. of the show I've, he's not even referred to i agree it's weird i have one beef with this episode do you want to hear mm-hmm. it do you want to take a break and then come back for it i look i'm always need to tell down yeah let's do it uh <laughs> all right kids we're gonna take a little break amy's got uh more surprises for us when we come back so uh we'll be back after these words Every time I go on vacation, I find myself packing an extra bag with essentials, supplies, and food, but that's all in the past because people can sign up for Target Circle 360, which gives everyone unlimited same-day delivery wherever they go. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target. So sign up for Target Circle 360 today. The only thing better than getting delivery from Target is getting unlimited same-day delivery from Target while you're on vacation. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 so you can stock up on food, supplies, pool stuff, and everything in between without ever interrupting your summer plans. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. 
they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we're back. Amy, what do you have? I just do not understand how a diner could be open during all that construction. Yeah, very And I strange. do not understand how, food, how, how like, like, roof fell into those people's food and all you did was offer them a cup of coffee. <laughs> I had the same what? note because, in bold. Wait a minute. Listen, listen, that's small town USA, okay? People don't sue. They're not litigious people. They come together as a community and Luke's cooking and his food and his vibe and his atmosphere are just that powerful. That's a testament to Luke's. I mean, it was so dirty in there. Just what he is, man. You know, that's it. That was hilarious. There was so much ceiling falling in everyone's coffee and eggs. And it, it did that made me more uncomfortable than anything. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I think it was funny and it really shows you how, <laughs> uh, you know, how out of reality, how lifted from reality the show is, because that's not going to happen anywhere right, in the world right, ever. Right. The um, <laughs> the possible, the but not probable, probable, but not possible. It doesn't fall into either category. So you're right to point that out. Um, I was expecting that, Taylor to come and shut it was. down. Yeah, I just, I just, it's a show that doesn't take itself that seriously when it's not taking itself that seriously. When it takes itself seriously, it really takes itself. So there again, it's a little confusing at times. And I'm sure for the critics, it was a little confusing. Like, how could this scene be happening? It's completely unreal. And then there's this amazing dramatic scene and then these amazing, amazing comedic moments. So what the hell kind of a show is it, right? They couldn't put their finger on it, right? They didn't know how to categorize it. I think that hurt the show. That's just my yeah. opinion. It's one, I, it's wonderful I, to watch and it's it's yeah. kind of experimental almost. I mean, it's yeah. almost like yeah. I mean, I don't want to, you know, go this far, but it's almost like something like uh, you know, 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's what, how do people refer to it? It's very creative. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, it's very you know what creative. show I think, you know what show I think kind of, and, and I'm not saying they, they took it from Gilmore girls, but mm-hmm. Schitt's Creek has some elements of that where you really are like, this isn't actually going to happen, right? but it's so entertaining and fun to watch. And then there's other moments where you're like, Oh yeah, it's totally real. But it's I think I think anytime you can sprinkle in some absurdity, it really uh, makes it special. That, that's kind of the special magic of it, you know, that this could so, happen, and it just it sets up the world, right, where all of these things are possible. So it's it, it's kind of a nice touch. I thought. Speaking of absurdity, we have a small little game for you. For me. We yeah we are going to read to you, mm-hmm. Riley and Danielle, mm-hmm. 10, maybe five, 10. I don't remember the number. Okay. Lipstick, lipstick names. And we want to know yeah. if you think they are real lipstick names or fake lipstick names. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> this is just, okay, go ahead. I'm not going to enjoy this. Go ahead. I'm going <laughs> to um, g- give everyone, all the of- parents a warning in the car right now. Uh-huh. If you have yeah, a child yeah, yeah. in your car. Mute this next five minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> this is all in honor of vicious trollop. I think it's only going to take a minute. Okay, yeah. minute. Next minute. They Just, only have to uh, mute. Yeah, mute. Okay. First one from Two Face Cosmetics, melted Chihuahua. Real or fake? That can't be real. It is real. That's next really, one. That's wild. Jeffrey Star Cosmetics. Pain is pleasure. <sighs> god, I, I'm in pain right now. Um. I don't know. Probably real. It's real. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Deceased. Real or fake? <laughs> um, let's just say real. It's real. Yeah. Next one. Dead presidents. Real or fake? <laughs> what? That's got to be fake. That's real. No. Nice. <laughs> nice ivy forest green type color. Okay. All right. Um, okay, two more. Drug Lord. Real or fake? <sighs> I'm gonna say real. It's real. Yeah, okay. Okay, last one. Sensor, sensor, sensor. Super orgasm. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's real. It's real. Uh, They're all real. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Good game, guys. Good game. Oh my god. You know what? You know why I love this episode? Why? There's, this has been one of the most interesting conversations we've ever had in however many episodes we've done. This this episode really was like stirred me up. You know what I mean? Like it, I loved it, but it also was like, wow, why did that happen? And why did that happen? And and whoa, this is major. That's just happening with Dean and Jeff. You know why it stirred you up? Because there was more drama. Pure drama in this episode on both storylines with the kiddies and the adults. Yeah. And, and usually when they, yeah. you know, the, the norm for this show is to have dramedy. They, they combine it. Right. So it's like, if it's a, if, you know, usually Lorelai's really funny with the quippy stuff against her mom, but it's set up better. This wasn't funny. You know, I know they were going for funny in the beginning with the, with the Lorelai, you know, but she just came off as bratty. So it, was, it wasn't enjoyable for me. And I think they missed the mark a little bit on that. Um, I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed it. And if I go back and watch it again, maybe I'll enjoy it. But I just thought, wow, we're gonna, this is how we're going to start off? 
Well, you know, that's an interesting uh, idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be curious from time to time, maybe a couple of these episodes where you were really something bugged you. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear what you think when you watch it again. You want me to watch it again? Uh, no, you don't have to now, but, but it's just, you make an interesting point because I do think there's so much to these episodes that when you watch it, your third, fourth, for some people, their 11th time, uh-huh. you do see it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, with virgin eyes, uh, it's, I think it's always better. Yeah. Th- those are I the love... impressions that I got. I'm not saying that they're correct or they're, that's the way everybody should feel. That's just the way I feel. Yeah. You know, it's just the way I felt. I love the Dean and Jess stuff sort of coming to a head and obviously for me the fact that rory lied multiple times she knows something's going on and then at the end we just see her you know flirting i guess would be the way to describe her conversation with jess at the diner they're flirting they there's a moat around those two uh lorelei and, and rory there's a there's a very wide moat and uh, people keep trying to breach that moat and Dean has done it, mm-hmm. but now he's, mm-hmm. he's going to get asked to get in his little dinghy and go away. Um, and I think Jess is, you know, storming the portcullis as well. Um, and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, Rory's a busy girl. She's, she's studying. She wants to go to the Ivy league. She wants to go to Harvard and, you know, she's, there's a single parent there. So there's more at home things for Rory to have to do um, other than studying. Right. Um, So I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. We'll, we'll edit all this out because I'm, I'm kind of. No, I, I, I think what you're saying is really interesting. You're saying like, yeah, it's, it's just as, his time is coming and we can see it. It's like, how is it a better show? Is it a better show when the kitty storyline is, is, is supporting the adult storyline, the Lorelai relationships mm. and the Lorelai entanglements and the Lorelai issues with like, is it a more powerful dramedy if it's Emily, Richard, Lorelai, Rory, and then, that some Lukey stuff or Mac stuff or whatever. And then they, they do a little kitty stuff too, to support all of that. So when Emily, when you know, Bob, when they take Emily out of her house, Richard isn't there, which, and Richard really was there. Wasn't he? I mean, he, Richard was in this episode at the end when, when Emily popped, you know, cause this purely could be a kitty show. It could have been just a kitty show. Right. But I liked it more that we had that other storyline right. too. I, I think it's the ba- the balance is so important. Right, but this, you don't think this could have gotten show. ratings if it was just a show about, you know, let's say let's just call it Rory, Rory's show, and she's got this mom and there's got these other storylines. But it's not, but then it's, it's not, like it's not the same. No? You don't think the C, you don't think the CW could have made that fly with all these beautiful looking kids. In Stars Hollow, never would have been, and this. then all, and then all of the other characters, you know, the Lorelai, Luke, everybody, all these other characters are just sort of supporting characters. They're not leading characters. But then it just wouldn't be the special show that it is. It's like, yeah, that that could have been something, and the CW has twenty right. of those. But I need, to me, ultimately, as much as Rory is so important, this show is Luke, Luke and Lorelai to me. It just is. I was going to say, dare I say it, 
Rory isn't my favorite character. <laughs> really? I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, but she's not my favorite Who character. Is? Who is? Uh. Who is? Emily. Emily is the shining star for me. Oh. Mm. See, for me, I'm, I'm Lorelai till the day I die. I, I love her so much. But what I think is so cool is, like you said, the 50-50, like when I was younger and watched this, I loved Rory. And now as I'm re-watching it, I'm leaning more towards Lorelai. So I feel like that's why it's maybe spanned so long is mm-hmm. like each phase of life, you get to relate to a different female in the Gilmore girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great point because mm-hmm. I was older when I started it. And so I've just been always Lorelai. But it's just, isn't it? it really just shows us with the older characters, how jaded people become and so set in their ways. And then you've got this really fresh faced, innocent, young, brilliant girl who just is like kind of open to anything, you know? And it's just, it's really, it's a really nice reprieve from all of the drama created by all of these people who are just so set in their ways and they're in their social classes and there's clashing and there's clanking. And then you go back to Rory and Rory is really the piece of this show. She's the peaceful kind of still center of the show, in my opinion, because uh, no matter how I much mean, drama she gets involved in, she never seems to lose herself. You know, she's, she's so hundred percent herself because she doesn't know how else I to totally be. She's you. genuine. She's a genuine person. But I, I think I could watch an episode without Rory. Like I can't, uh, this for me, I don't want to see it without Lorelai. Really? Like if, if, if Rory, I don't know, let's say Alexis just had a tummy ache one day and couldn't work. I could still <laughs> enjoy the episode. <laughs> you know, I could, I do think I could, I could enjoy, but to me, this is Lauren Graham's show. This mm-hmm, is Lorelai. Mm-hmm. This is, and, and to me, there's no show without Luke, nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh. So there you go. Yeah. I, th- yeah, I think it is Lauren's show. I think it would be weird without Rory. I think it's both their shows, but it's like, you know, it does tend to go back and forth and the drama does tend to become a little more pure in some places with less of a setup for humor. So, it, you know, it, it goes from dramedy to comedy to drama to absurdity all in one episode, you know, and it's, it's kind of wonderful. It really is. You know, it just certainly keeps you on your toes. You know, you can't really yeah. put it into a category, which I think, oh, I won't even go there again. I'm not going to go there again. I don't want to get the emails. Um, <laughs> should, we do, but, should we do favorite, favorite yeah, let's lines? Do that. Go ahead. Uh, Riley, go ahead. First of all, I love when Paris is talking about the macaroni and cheese because macaroni and cheese is just so special. But she said, do you have a 24-hour pharmacy just in case? I have an allergic reaction to something. <laughs> hmm. Um. Danielle. Okay, mine is from Rory to Dean after they made out. She says, well, your lung capacity has certainly improved. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Amy, what about you? Vicious trollop, dirty whore was taken. That was one of my favorites. (laughs) I would say that was probably my winner. Um, Okay, you got to help me with this favorite line thing. Uh, Paris said something in reference to Rory's pajamas about entertaining Mr. Peanut, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. thought that was particularly funny. Yeah. I also loved those. 
that segues, segues us so well into fashion. Mm -hmm. I loved the planter's mm -hmm. pajamas. I loved Jess's button-down shirt with the flag, that navy right. blue one. The, Did anyone else have favorite fashion moments? Oh, favorite fashion Lorelai was wearing a shirt that says yoga kills. And I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know that I have any favorite fashion moments. Um, I really liked Luke's uh, flannel. I thought it was, what, what an original surprising thing. <laughs> you should wear that every episode. You really should. I don't know what they're thinking. Oh, I have one more favorite yes. line before we go. When Paris was at the door and she says, there's is there going to be some hot knitting going on later? <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Paris has this is a great episode for Paris. It really, really was, and and it and it yeah. You know, it it yes. brought me into her camp. Now I'm fully uh, supportive of of Paris, and because now I know what her plight has been, what she faces in the future. Because this just isn't going to get resolved uh, overnight. It's this is this is a lingering uh, years long process yes. for Paris. So I feel bad for her. So. I like her. I'm glad she's friends with Rory. Uh, I thought this was a very, very strong episode for, for Liza. Um, and, you know, uh, the thing I'll never forget is, is, is Kelly Bishop's acting when she was dancing with the, that, with Hal Linden and the, and mm -hmm. the, the push pull, the struggle she was having morally with it. And you could see it etched all over her face, especially during the slow dance. I mean, she was having a blast, uh, in the fast song, but my God. Oh, you know what the best, you know, yeah. the best line in the whole thing, because those are real people that were in the band, the drummer and the piano player. Those oh, are yeah. real people. They're, they're a fixture. They've been at this bar, this classic bar in Hollywood for 50 years. They were a long, long. Yes. No yes. They are the house band. I even think it's their restaurant. Oh my God. I should know, you know, you know, in swingers, you know, that movie swingers with Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. They yeah, go into that same bar, yeah. and those people are in that movie. No. What was the name of that bar? It's no. a very famous bar in Hollywood, and I don't. Riley, will you try to? I don't find know that? what the, I don't I know do what the, I don't know what the name of it is, but I, I used to go there. I you know and. Did you love when she says, "Can we can we bribe you?" She's loaded. Right. No. Yes. Good. But he, the drummer, the second the part the part of that band, the the husband and wife team, um, who play all the classic songs, they're. His line was, and this was, and here's another one from the chairman of the board, and I don't mean B O R E D. I just went, yes. and he, and it was, and it was like the guy's not an actor, but he delivered it pretty good. But it was for me, it was just like one of these. He told a bad joke really well, or a, or a good yes, joke really yes, poorly, yes. and it just worked on every yeah. level for me. And I just blurted out laughing. I was Agreed. like, "Good for you, man." <laughs> like a good line anyway silly oh joke God, so but good. good for him was it the three clubs so, huh the three clubs the name of the bar mm -hmm. i don't think that's the name of the bar it's a classic hollywood bar it was featured Chateau in marmont no no it's it's further <laughs> it's deeper into hollywood than that it's past it's it's down you got to go way past sunset i mean on sunset we'll you got to go way past chateau Riley, what episode are we watching now? It's like, it's like, it's, I think it's like around Vine Street. It's down there. Even maybe further. Next up, we have episode 17, Dead Uncles and Vegetables. Dead Uncles and Vegetables. 
and then we're going to find out the name. Yes, of that bar. we are, because that is a. I, we will. That's where they play. I don't know if they still play there, but uh, and I don't even know if the bar exists. But anyway, um, all right, everybody, that was a, a spirited, uh, spirited conversation, wasn't it? There's was a lot to unpack on that one. My God, yeah, there really Oof. was. Anyway, good job. Thanks for downloading everybody. Uh, um, you are the best fans on the planet and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're having a blast doing this. Uh, and I think we're going to be around for a couple more weeks at least, I think. Right. What do you think? A couple more weeks, a couple more years. Tune in later this week for pop culture, pop culture. Uh, all right, everybody stay safe. All the best. See you next time. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, ScottyP.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, ScottyP.com, grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Planning to host this summer? Same-day delivery is a party saver. You've got people coming over. It's getting a little crowded. You're not sure there's enough burgers, chips, paper towels, etc. Don't freak out. Target Circle 360 is coming to the rescue with unlimited same-day delivery. It's the fastest way to get more Target, so sign up today. Take care of your guests. Target takes care of the rest. Summer hosting is so much easier when you have unlimited same-day delivery from Target. Sign up for the new Target Circle 360 today. Visit Target.com Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms. Applies to orders over $35. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.